0: Welcome to the Make Money Behave podcast, where we talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that will have a big impact on both. My name is Maria Casillas, and I am honored to be your host. Hey everyone, welcome back to Make Money Behave. So glad that you decided to tune in today. Listen, if you've ever listened to my intro, then you know that typically I talk about your money, your circumstances, and the small changes in your behavior that have a big impact on both. Today's no exception. Today we're going to talk about communication, and the reason I'm going to talk about that is because communication is a form of behavior, and it's one that a lot of us really don't love to talk about, and so I I tend to kind of go the places that people are a little bit uncomfortable. Why are people uncomfortable about communication, you might ask? Well, because if it is done well, it is kind of a vulnerable thing. You know, people can kind of see behind the curtain of who you are and what you're feeling and what you're thinking if you're communicating in an efficient manner. And so that scares people off sometimes. And they're just like, eh, I'm not sure I want to communicate. Take my teenager, for example. I don't know about you guys, but I have a couple of them in my house. And it just seems lately like our our responses from them, especially if we're asking them how things are going, are kind of like one syllable grunts. It's just like, hmm or fine or okay I suppose okay is two syllables so I'll I'll give them that but yeah that's the kind of response I get when they come home from school I'm like hey how was your day (laughs) fine and I don't know if any of you have ever had uh, a background in addictions like I have but in the addictions community one thing that they taught me 25 years ago was that uh, whenever somebody says fine to describe how they're feeling it is really more of an acronym for effed up insecure neurotic and emotional and that the word fine is just their way of saying I don't know what else to say because I'm feeling all sorts of these things and so you know I've kind of had some discussions with my kids like well let's unpack fine and you know I'm sure they absolutely love being the child of a former counselor and a current coach uh, because they're probably like, Mom, why does everything have to turn into a lecture with you? Um, But I really think it's important for them to be able to expand their emotional vocabulary as I do with all of my clients. And that is part of the thing that I want to talk to you about today It's just being able to find certain tips and tricks that will help you to expand your emotional vocabulary, allow you to communicate that well to your your spouse, your parents, your children, uh, your friends, and even with yourself. So let's go ahead and get started. I'm going to start with a formula, and it's going to feel really wonky, super cheesy, and I ask you to just bear with me for a few minutes. I'm sure it's one you've heard. You've heard of the I feel statement, and again, I know that it feels super wonky and kind of cheesy. But again, I just want you to listen to some of the components that are in each of these I feel statements, and I want you to start building some of your own and see what happens with that. So there are three major components when it comes to an I feel statement. If you're taking notes, here's where you write them down. You start a statement with I feel, and then you fill in the blank. The blank here has to be a feeling word, an emotion. As human beings, we have this tendency to say, I feel like, and then fill in the blank. And what happens when we do that is we set up more of a simile where, you know, we say, I feel like, you know, like you disrespect me. Uh, And that's not really a feeling. That is a thought. When we say, I feel like, it turns into a thought. I think you disrespected me. But if you feel something, then in that scenario, you're feeling disrespected, Do you see the difference? And that allows you to own the feeling. When you say, I feel like you disrespected me, that's really putting the behavior onto them and it's not allowing you to own the feeling that you're having. So that's why we always want to say, I feel, and then fill that blank in with an actual feeling word. Now, here's where having an increased vocabulary can really help. Because if you're like my teenagers, you're all you're kind of limited to fine and okay, it's sad, mad, angry, uh, you know, happy, whatever. But it's not a lot of the really strong words. And so I highly encourage you if you don't have a strong feeling vocabulary, and I don't always have one either. By the way, sometimes I have to really think about it and search for feeling or to to find a word that. Uh, that matches the description that i'm feeling but just some examples for you to, to ponder on today are intimidated protective resentful envious disconnected adored appreciated you hear her though all of those are a lot more descriptive of how we're feeling so i really encourage you, you can just google you know descriptive feeling words or emotional words for counseling or you know Just type in feeling words and see what comes up. But I want you to just start grabbing a list of things that you can choose from to be a little bit more descriptive for the person you're talking to, even if that person is yourself. I'll get to more of that in just a little bit. The next part on our prescriptive wonky sentence is when you blank. Now, you're probably thinking, didn't you just say that we needed to have a feeling word so that we're owning our stuff and not putting the behavior onto them? Yes, I did. I sure did. Uh, But here's the difference. Uh, If you say something like, I feel disrespected when you ask someone else their opinion before mine, maybe we're talking to a spouse. That's different than, I feel like you disrespected me when you asked someone else's opinion. Right? This is you owning the feeling, but allowing them to know what behavior of theirs precipitated that feeling. Now notice I didn't say cause that feeling because that's not the case here. No one causes your feeling. You feel it a certain way and the thing that they might have done may have precipitated that, but it, and it may be correlated, but it might not be the cause of that. And then the final speaking of cause, the final component to this sentence is because fill in the blank. That might look like I feel disrespected when you ask someone else's opinion before mine because it seems as though you care more about their opinion than my own. Now, what that does is it gives them quite a bit of information. You're still owning your feelings. You're not blaming them for those feelings, but you're no longer leaving them in the dark as to what they did that precipitated that emotion for you. Now here is a really great test to see if you're using this formula correctly. If you can get rid of that middle section and the sentence still makes sense, then you did a good job. And the reason for that is because when that whole part in the middle about when you dot dot dot, that is a temporary action that they just did. The part about because dot 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 Whatever you fill in the blank with that last part of but because, that thing is probably connected to several different behaviors over the course of time. And they might, the the real thing is that the emotion is connected to the reasoning behind that motion, not that specific behavior. So in the example we just used, you know, I feel disrespected when you ask somebody else, or I felt, I guess in this case, it is this past tense, isn't it? Sorry. I felt disrespected when you asked someone else's opinion because it seemed as though that opinion was more important to you than mine. If you take out that middle part and it says, I felt disrespected because it appeared as though that opinion, someone else's opinion was more important to you than mine. Now we understand that anytime that individual creates a a scenario where someone else's opinion is more important than yours, that's really what hurts you. That's what made you feel disrespected, not the specific little thing that they did, not just you know talk to that person or ask that person their opinion. It was the fact that it was done before yours or uh, without regard to what you felt in the first place or what you thought in the first place so That is one of those little tricks, if you can take that piece out and it still makes sense, then you've gotten a pretty darn good communicative sentence. I'm gonna repeat it in case you're taking notes. I feel blank when you blank because blank. The first blank has to be an emotion. The second blank has to be the behavior that just took place so that we're not talking about things that happened, you know, seven years ago. And the because blank is to help link those things together. What was actually going on in your mind? What was the thought that you had that made you believe or feel the way that you ended up feeling? Now, I did say at the beginning of this that that formula does feel pretty darn cheesy. You know, it feels like, oh, I'm going to counseling. How do you, how does that make you feel? I get that. I know it sounds crazy. But you can totally practice this and then make it your own. You don't have to start every sentence with, I feel when you blank." you know, because it is something to make sure that you have all three components in. You can switch it around if you want once you've become really good at this. You know, hey, hon, when you did such and such, you know, I started to feel this way. I'm thinking maybe it's because of this, you know, and so you can, you can massage it. You can make it your own, but you want to make sure that those components are there because that's the information that the person you're communicating with is really going to need to know. Now, one last bit of information here for you nonverbal communication is so huge, and it's oftentimes overlooked. If you are talking to somebody and they start to cross their arms, or they start to roll their eyes, or they start to lean back in their chair and, and, you know, start to stiffen up, you know that they're starting to be a little bit more guarded. And whatever you're talking about right now is not super comfortable for them. And so I just want you to realize that sometimes, it's okay to realize that it's not comfortable for them and to say, you know, what am I saying that's making you uncomfortable? And they might be like, what do you mean? I'm not uncomfortable. Well, I appreciate you saying that to me with your words, but your actions are showing this or your body is telling me this. Your arms are saying this, right? So be very specific in, in what you're seeing their body language do so that they know not only are you listening to them, but you're actually watching them too, and you recognize that nonverbal behavior is actually very, very telling when it comes to the way we're feeling or thinking about something. So another thing I want to break down uh, regarding our feelings and our emotions, when you're trying to fill in that first gap that I brought up a couple minutes ago with the I feel blank, one thing I'd like to really have you... Just consider is if you start filling in that word with anger, like the actual word anger. I feel angry. I would encourage you to take a step back and peel the layers and say, "What am I really feeling right now?" Because my experience in dealing with individuals and and the psychology of the brain is that a lot of times when we say we're being we feel angry it's really just a secondary emotion and the primary emotion is the thing that is a lot more uncomfortable for us it's very comfortable to say we're angry because as humans, we kind of have that flight or fight information or, or reaction, excuse me, and it's very easy to be like, you know what, I'm angry. And when I'm angry, it, it becomes defensive. We are not vulnerable. We're actually putting our guard up and people can see that we're angry. And, and so they're like ready to fight, right? We're ready to fight. We show that, that we're ready to just fight or leave. But if we really take a step back and go, what am I really feeling right now? Am I really angry or is there something underneath that anger? Is it resentment? Is it sadness? Is it hurt? A lot of times it is one of those things, just so you know. Uh, But when you say, I feel hurt, all of a sudden they're not quite as defensive and we aren't able to get up and walk away either, right? So there's that fight or flight thing and we actually just have to kind of stay there in the moment and, and just sit with that feeling for a little while but the truth is we're hurt or we're sad and it's okay to be hurt and it's okay to be sad and it's good to be able to recognize that and you know what nine times out of ten if you're taking the time to communicate that with somebody then they're probably somebody that you actually care about and that cares about you and that individual doesn't want you to be hurt and they don't want you to feel sad and if they know that they did something that resulted in that feeling for you even though they don't need to take the blame they don't need to take the responsibility for making you feel that way they may decide not to do that thing or at least try harder next time because they don't want to intentionally hurt you but if they think they just made you angry you know what a lot of people get angry and so it might not feel like it's such a big deal like oh it's just you know it's just how she is it's just her flying off the handle she's just angry So it is, it seems more vulnerable for sure, because it is, uh, but it is important for you when you're, especially when you're communicating with yourself to be able to say, okay, I feel angry, but but what, what's really going on? So I can, again, expand that vocabulary and you can be able to know how to move forward later. Uh, And then the other thing is when you start to realize how you're feeling, you can start to actually try to figure out what thought started that emotion for you. So the behavior on their part was something that precipitated a feeling and you felt that thing, but there is a thought in between what they did and how you felt. And a lot of times we don't even get to the spot where we can identify that thought because we're so busy just pretending to be angry and not realizing that we're actually hurt or saddened. And there is probably a preceding thought that goes along with it. Why is that so important? Because as I've said, episode after episode after episode, our thoughts and our feelings are all connected to the way we behave. And if you want to change the way you behave with money, then you have to change the way you think about money. You have to change the way you feel about money. And if we have the ability to figure out some of this communication stuff when we're not even talking about money, then we can definitely figure out how to fix it when we're talking about money with the people that we are communicating with. The last thing that I'll say is don't do this alone. If you want help navigating how to figure out what you're feeling, what kind of vocabulary to put around that, how to figure out what preceding thoughts came before that feeling in the first place, just reach out to me. I would love to help you with that. It's a challenge for me, and it's one where I always learn more about myself each and every single time because my vocabulary expands every time I have to help another person figure out the right words for their emotions at that time. So again, reach out. All you have to do is text COMMUNICATE to 623-400-5225. Again, that is 623- 400 And I look forward to connecting with you there. You guys, as always, thanks for tuning in. Have a great rest of your week. Bye-bye. Thanks for listening to the Make Money Behave podcast. If you enjoyed today's episode, don't forget to subscribe to the show. Help spread the word about the Make Money Behave podcast by leaving a five-star review and sharing the show with a friend. If you'd like to connect directly with Maria, Text the word podcast to 623-400-5225. In the meantime, don't just make money, make money behave.